Garage Guys NASCAR podcast is brought to you by Hooters. That's right. Hooters is for race day. Hooters is for garage guys. We all know this. And right now, if you download the Hooters app or go to order.hooters.com and use promo code garage guys, you're going to save $10 on any $30 or more to go order. That offer is valid at participating locations for delivery and carry out orders $30 or more. And use promo code garage guys while dining in just by telling your Hooters waitress about promo code garage guys to save you $10 on any $40 plus dine in order valid at HOA locations for food, non-alcoholic beverages and merchandise. Enjoy your Hooters and enjoy the garage guys NASCAR podcast. It's the garage guys NASCAR podcast. The Hollywood casino 400 is officially in the books. A great Sunday going to talk all about it the highs and the lows um the winnings the losings if any and then we're also going to look into the notorious bass pro shops night race at bristol motor speedway some new odds have dropped for that race and we are going to preview and uh and get us a an early head start on the bets for the saturday night cup race that is going to determine who moves on to the round of 12? Uh, I had a, a good one. And Dale, you're with us. Dale, how was the weekend? NFL week one for you. I know that had to be a big day. And then, of course, the uh, the the miracle Tyler Reddick, Hail Mary, there at the end of the race. How are, how are you feeling? Yeah, good. I think it was, um, you know, NFL week one is always – one of my favorite days of the year. Like that Sunday, got three or four TVs in the man cave posted up with games on, red zone. It's just, there's just nothing like it. Nothing like it. But NASCAR was also exciting. Kansas has continued to show up as one of the, if not the best, one of the best races on the schedule, which is just so crazy. So crazy considering what I, what we, not just me, but I feel like a lot of people thought about it 15, 20 years ago. So it's crazy how that's kind of uh, flipped in a sense. But yeah, great race, great finish, Tyler Reddick. Thank you, Red Dog, for saving my weekend. Make me sound smart for once. He was like, I think he was my first bet that we talked about mm -hmm. on Monday. Talked about him at Dale Center. That number 45 energy continues to live on at Kansas. So love that. It was a good race. And Bristol hopefully lives up to the hype uh, that this race typically delivers. So excited for this weekend, too. Yeah, I know there's going to be uh, – there's definitely going to be some things to look out for in Bristol. Um, you know, the, on the driver's side of things uh, with the playoffs going on and on just the racing side of things with tires. So it's going to be interesting. Well, I'm sure we'll dive into that one a little bit, but backing up some. Yeah, going back to the podcast last week, uh, you know, right, right out the gate. And I think that it was one of those things where, you know, we I think everybody kind of like had it in the back of their mind. But yeah, you coming out, I think 14 to one was the odds he opened up at in the week early on. Is no, right? no, he opened at like 10 or maybe 11 to one. He didn't open that high been a long time it's crazy how it goes by so fast but but yeah he you know with him the 45 it was i know early in the week i was 
a little bit hesitant. I was just kind of like, eh, I'm going to chill and see because it's like we, we've seen what it can do. We've seen what the 2311 team can do there. That 45 car is just like historic. I mean, yeah, I mean, Bubba had a a rough situation happen. Uh, and I had a lot of uh, Bubba and DFS. I think Bubba was the first 2311 car I took this week um, because of the failed inspection. As soon as I saw that, as soon as I saw those posts, I was like, I'm in. Then he had like a, a New Orleans Saints colored Columbia car. And it made me happy. Um, and like the Saints, sometimes, you know, you fumble. And, uh, and that, that happened. But I'm, I'm proud of us in week one. We did okay. I still think Jameis Winston should be starting quarterback. But that's a story for another time. But uh, with Red Dog, I ended up picking him up at 8-1, to one, I think, right after uh, practice and qualifying. Fortunately, FanDuel offered a uh, – I had a profit boost on there, so I got to tack that on. So it was nice. It, it, it was good. And I didn't think we were going to get the win at first. I didn't know if it was going to happen because I remember right there at the line, we were on playback.tv slash garage guys as usual. Shout out to everybody that listens to this podcast that was there. Uh, they got to sweat that one out with us. Easily one of the, uh, the more exhilarating uh, race sweats that we've had on playback. And when he took the bottom – I uh, I was very nervous because then Logano's up there, Suarez is up there, and then Eric Jones comes out of nowhere. I think that's kind of like the big story with, with this race, other than the fact that the 45 continues to dominate. Did you see Eric Jones in that equation anywhere at any no. period in time? No, I did not. But he had a good – that wasn't a fluke for him – uh, being up there on that last restart because he had a good race. I mean, he was a top 10 guy and ran in the top five some of that race just on pure speed. So, you know, the, the real winner in all this is Logano. Um, I know Tyler Reddick had the sick move, three wide move, coming to the white flag, just took it away. A lot of people were pissed because Denny Hamlin backed up the restart and ruined the race for him and Larson, which in, in turn helps Reddick. Uh, be the first guy with four tires that could get up there. But in the in the long-term picture, Logano was a 15th-place guy, and that two-tire call got him a top-five finish. And now he's uh, on the inside of that cut line heading into Bristol, which I think is huge. But, I mean, yeah, Eric Jones, no speed most of the year. Legacy's been not great. Um, but last two weeks, Eric Jones has had, uh, and Carson Hosevar even in that 42 as well. They, they've just been better. They've been better. And it was a good call on pit road to take two tires and have a shot for the win. I mean, here's the thing. If they don't get side by side, if, if Jones or Logano prevails there, one of those guys wins that race. Reddick catches them because they stay side by side for like a full lap. So, I mean, if, if one of those guys would have been clear, I don't think you were going to pass either one of them. So, I mean, you're really that close with a two-tire call, especially Logano running 15th all day, going from running 15th all day, taking two tires, and stealing a win away, right? So, great call on pit road for those guys that took two tires and, and got good finishes. But 
yeah, Red Dog made an made a awesome move there, um, coming to the white flag and took the win away. So, yeah, there goes one of my predictions. Even though I did bet on him, uh, he was one of my bold first out predictions, and he proved me wrong. So, um, now Logano is also looking decent. He's also a first out prediction I had in this round of round of sixteen. So, same. Bristol is going to be interesting. Um, I don't know. I'm just worried about the tire situation, right? Like you mentioned it early, uh, just like kind of teased it. You know, Kansas is a track that we had tire problems out of 2022, and then we we saw a few tire problems last week, which is not good. Hate to see that. Don't understand it. I know Martin Truex had like a puncture. Uh, mm. James Small tweeted where there's like a little hole that caused his, but – I mean, Bubba had the tire problem with one of the best cars. Busher had a tire problem. Both kind of seemed random. So uh, now we go to Bristol where it was a big tire shit show in 2022. Let's just hope that doesn't happen again. Let's just hope that doesn't happen again because if in this playoff format, you cannot have these those kind of problems. You fucking cannot have those problems because – Everything is judged by a race by race basis. You can't have a bad race. And the way that Martin Truex is sitting outside looking in, if he doesn't make the top 12, I think it's just an awful look for the sport. Awful, 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 awful. Luckily, it didn't really happen last year. Uh, but Truex is, well, what has he won? Four races this year. Yeah. One of the top guys in the, in the playoffs throughout the entire regular season. Um, Man, you just cannot, you cannot have tire problems. Goodyear, please do not fuck this up for us this weekend. I know I, I'm going on a rant. We're still talking about Kansas, but um, that's all that's been on my mind is worrying about that we don't get what we got in 2022 with this upcoming weekend race at Bristol. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, you know, on the fact of you know tires, like figuring out you know what it is. I think that. We talk about it a good bit on here, right? Like it, it does have something to do with air pressure. I think air pressure is, is the one thing that I've been able to hear from the broadcast and just see on Twitter. And a lot of these teams know when they're pushing it, when they're right on the line and when they're not. Um, it, it's it's funny. I, I kind of I disagree with you on the uh, the statement about it's a bad look for the sport if Truex doesn't win. I mean. I think it just goes to show the current format, right? I not mean, if he doesn't win. Not if he doesn't win. Well, he doesn't get into the round of 12. Like if he I think it's an win. awful look. Awful so, look. But, I mean, that's really just how the it's set up. I mean, if you have two races where you wreck out back-to-back, -back, I mean, you're already stacked to the rear. So maybe that's more of just a playoff format that, that – Yes, it is like, an awful We look. don't agree with. But I personally am just like the way that the playoffs are set up right now, I think that's what makes it – even more on edge because nobody is really exempt unless you went like you have got to make sure you're on your job race in and race out from the beginning of the playoffs and i do like that aspect of it i don't think you i don't i don't, I don't want anybody getting any freebies you know what i mean like out here like it's and i think that that's the aspect of it like in nfl nba mlb you're definitely going to get your you know division leaders locked in things like that and they're going to be able to make their respective runs but it's just not the same in NASCAR. It's not that's not the way that it works. And you know, if they do want to go more towards that type of approach, maybe they'll find a way to reconfigure it. But for right now, 
I think the way it's set up is is amazing to watch because things like this can happen. And I also, uh, it was wild how it played out, but I had no idea that you bet on Martin Truex Jr. And as soon as the race started, I, I was we were on playback, and I literally said, Martin's not going to make it this race. Like, like, like whoever has a lot, cause I talked about it in the DFS spaces. Like I was just not a fan of MTJ. I thought that like he was going to be one of those guys to get out early. So just doing, doing wizardry shit. Uh, it, it wasn't a bit of a couple of laps in and it happened and everybody lost their mind that was on playback. And then I look on the fucking Twitter and I see you put him back in prison and I'm like, Oh shit. Like this guy has done it he has bet on him yeah he was my last edition easily a regrettable um, decision for you <laughs> yeah for sure but i mean it's fine because tyler reddick cleaned it all up but i want to go back to the playoff conversation so this playoff format is more like stick and ball sports actually i think so what what is well, you brought up the baseball thing. How is MLB baseball? Like, what are the differences in your mind from this? Because this tra- this copycats what professional stick and ball sport playoff structures are like, where you have a reset and a very strict reset where the Do- like the Dodgers could be the number one seed or the Braves, who are the best in the NL this year, I think. And they could play the last team that gets in after let's let's say the reds are the last team they get in they you know they they might be close to 500 they win their wild card they go to play the braves and they beat them and then they're out that's always been that way in professional sports like stick and ball nfl is like that uh nba is like that except nba is a series mlb is a series but with nascar um the chase was the chase for the top 10 guys to get in and you race for the championship 16 played the 16 driver format. Yes. You got to be good every single race. And I do like that part of it. Right. But what I don't like is, yeah, we're at a spot where Martin Truex was one of the dominant guys in the regular season. And because of one bad race, which was just pure misfortune. Now, like one of the top guys in the entire picture here, is in jeopardy of missing the top 12 because of one bad race. He could go out and have a good race at Bristol and still miss depending on what everybody else does. So yeah, he's got a chance, but I still think it's, it's a bad look for your top guy who, if you counted up and accumulated all points, Truex would be top two, top three right now. But because of this format, like, he doesn't even have to have two bad races. It could just be one, which which is what happened at Kansas, and, and he's out. And I, 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 I do hate that part of it. I do. Because of he's been the best, or if not the best, a top three guy in the series all year long. And one bad race of misfortune, and poof. Yeah. Yeah, no, and to answer your question, I think uh, to put a little more context into it, I'm looking at it like a wild card round, right? Like when you're when you got your wild card guys, like you have like usually like your leaders or whatever, like they're just kind of stuck in place that week or however long that process goes for the respective sport. Because in this first round, it is kind of like the wild card round. You got some pretty got your your sixteen deep. So you're gonna have four guys that are definitely gonna, you know, be worse than uh 
than the others trying to fight to make it into like where it really starts. So if anything, I think a, a way that might make it better and might make it shake out the way that you're looking at it now after hearing you talk about it is make this round of 16 a wild card round and the top four guys currently in the points are all advancing to round of 12. Um, you know, maybe make it like that. I think oh, that would be uh, that could even out. That can the make problem it. is you're just not I see what you mean. Like make it only a race of the last guys in, basically. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I see what you mean. I think that's you're not I guess you're not giving the other guys anything else to race. You, you I think you're just overcomplicating at that point. Like it's already a complicated fucking format. Yeah, it's <laughs> already that to it, it would just be ridiculous. A you're just giving a cushion to those four, top four guys. Like, they don't have to sweat so much for, like, three races. And then they got to start really getting on their grind. Like, that's one way I could see it, like, where it would even out to make it look a little more, you know, like uh, like like some of the other sports out no, there. No, yeah, that would be structured more like, yeah, like your top seeds get a buy is mm -hmm. what you're saying. It's essentially what you mean is a buy for the guys that were the best, which would, uh, like, you use the word exempt, it would get – a guy like Truex exempt from yeah. So what happened person. at Kansas wouldn't have affected him. He'd have been fine. right, right. Which is yeah, which would be stupid in NASCAR, right? It would be stupid. But I like this I, Winston the, Cup shit. Have you I, I have you seen the the Winston Cup stuff on Twitter? Yeah, they do that every year. Like you can go. Uh, I, I keep up with them. You can go on the internet or on Google and look up every single championship if Winston Cup style points were held. And I think I'm gonna look this up too. I think you can see uh, OG Chase style points too, like uh, top ten that. playoff guys. Yeah, not playoff I'm not gonna lie. Like the Winston Cup stuff has been like what I've like looked at the most. Like I got tagged in one of the tweets uh, like a week ago or so, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Okay, so I've been like keeping up with a little bit more. But I know that you were a big Chase era guy, you know, and like that was kind of like that time where I wasn't watching as heavy growing up. Uh, and so I really want to like try to understand that format a little bit more. That's something I've never really looked into. I'm not, not really embarrassed to say that. Uh, it was just a time where I wasn't watching as much NASCAR. So I, I think that exploring ways to like, you know, may, maybe, maybe go back. I don't know, because it sounds like not only you, but I talked to a lot of people and they talk about how the playoffs were, were set up in the chase and that there were a lot of people out there that like it. What would you do if they brought it back? First of all, I don't care what the format is. Stop calling it playoffs. It's so fucking stupid. And I don't know if I've ever ranted about this. You have it. Let's go. I just don't like the name. Like, dude, NASCAR is just NASCAR is special because NASCAR is its own thing. NASCAR has been special because they've done their own thing and they've been different, very different from everybody. And a few years ago, they just these guys just got into this rhythm of changing things to mimic the NFL, to mimic stick and ball sports, whether it's by policy or by format or by labels. So I, I hate the name playoffs. It's just so fucking stupid. Like I, I think the chase was just so unique. And and these guys, these business guys in their fancy suits, they think that calling it playoffs is gonna is gonna resonate better with stick and ball sports fans to convert or learn about NASCAR. 
I just don't know if that really works. So I, I like NASCAR just doing their own thing and being unique and having their identity and personality. Um, so first of all, yeah, that just always bothers me. It always has. Also, the chase for the cup, I think, which this is a very biased deal because it's where I grew up in, right? So like I, I can understand that. A lot of people grew up in the Winston point era so they think that's the best readily and and i understand that too um but if you want the best of both worlds you do one of the og chase formats which is um which now we have the stages like you could use stages as point incentives and the formats still work Mm. top 10 make the playoffs or the chase just the top 10 in points doesn't matter about wins later in the chase format era they added on like wild card guys, like they'd go from 10 to 12 and like 11th and 12th for wild card guys based off if they won a race that get them in if they were outside looking in on points. But I didn't like that as much later on. I think the best 10 guys make it best 10 guys on points, get in, you reset the points. Um, if you want to add incentives for wins to add five bonus points at the start of the chase, you do that. And then top 10 guys race for the championship on points. And through that format, we saw several close, really close points finishes, especially 2011. Tony Stewart, Carl Edwards was was the height of that because they tied for the championship win. And Tony Stewart won the tiebreaker because he won more races. I mean, that was electric and it was natural, right? It played out naturally. And you had two guys at the top of their game that literally tied. I mean, had a dead heat tie for the championship, and it was it had to be settled by a tiebreaker. So you can get the excitement out of it. The only reason we didn't have the excitement was because Jimmy Johnson, which we still had excitement, <laughs> but what made it worse was Jimmy Johnson being as dominant as he was, and that was unprecedented by anybody, by any driver, any team, and it's not something I see happening in the foreseeable future. So I think the OG Chase format is the best, but... You know, this could be we could go down a big rabbit hole about this conversation. I think the what if thing, like I tweeted this the other day. I think the coulda, shoulda, wouldas, you know, I hate thinking like that. I think it's it's asinine, but I do kind of think it's fun to see like mm-hmm. uh you know, if you if you look at it in a fun way, there's a lot of people who are like, Oh, well, Jeff Gordon would have won seven championships if what that's stupid. It pisses them Come off. On. They want to punch sheetrock, you know? Yeah. That's stupid, right? Like, I think performance would have been different. Strategy would have been a little bit different if uh, they were racing in the Winston format compared to the chase or the playoffs. So, like, it's just kind of – I think it's silly to say, well, Jeff would have won seven. No, he didn't. Could have, should have, would have. Shut the fuck up. I'm a Jeff Gordon fan for life. Hated Jimmy Johnson, and I'm not complaining about it. And I don't look at that Winston stuff and be like, oh, man, like Jeff really actually won seven. No, he didn't because he didn't adjust to the format like the 48 team did. So if you look at it in the sense of, hey, this is kind of fun to keep up with, good. If you look at it in a sense of, oh, well, that's horse shit. Really, this guy should be the champion? No. Don't do that. Silly. So this is what we got. Playoffs is what we got. And, um, yeah, it's still fun. It does make it fun, but frustrating at times, I think, for traditionalists. And Bubba Wallace, another guy. I mean, Bubba Wallace, you know, I talk about Truex. 
because of what he did in the regular season. Bubba probably, or other than Kyle Larson, Bubba had the best car. And a tire issue prevented him from winning that race or running in the top five. So, you know, he's another guy that's that screwed over because of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that, that was a good rant. Uh, and you definitely, uh, you take it with a grain of salt. It's more like nostalgic and fun. And I think that that's the way that most people, you know, need to look at it. If, if there is anybody, I, I just imagine like this, this guy that sits in the corner with like his hoodie on and he's just like, the veins are popping out of his neck every time he looks at it like that. Don't be that guy. Don't be that person. Like he's like, you know, squeezing his Capri Suns too tight. Like they're fucking just like liquids everywhere. Don't be that guy. Just enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I I would say that uh, it, it's it's a fun conversation, and I, I really want to know what uh, some of you guys out there, listeners, I want to know if y'all have any crazy or different cool ideas for a uh, a playoff format. You know, or, you know, for the championship or, or a championship for, format, maybe. We go that way. We need to, We definitely need to bring back a cup. I'll, I'll say that. Like it, the NASCAR Cup, it's like it's it's bland. It's there, but you know, if if they do make changes to the current foundation that's laid down, think about what other kind of cups we can uh, we can have for these race car drivers in the NASCAR Cup Series. It's all the cup. You talking about the the trophy? Yeah, talking about the cup. You know, we I have, think the trophy's sick. I love the trophy. Oh, not the actual trophy. I'm just saying, like what what it's called. You know. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, that, that just means someone needs to come in with dollars. Someone come in with dollars that is actually cool. Like I don't want like the Velveeta Cup, like in NASCAR or something like that. So it has to be like a cool company. Has to sound good. I would highly recommend any cool company out there. Like you know, like Zen. I think that would be a great one. Uh, you know. That, and there's loopholes. You can you can do it. You can make it happen. The Zen Cup could happen. Technically, just technically now, it, it it's technically should be called the Bush neck or uh, the Bush Geico Coca Cola Cup. Yeah, because those are like the three. Don't forget yeah. DoorDash. Don't forget That's another. DoorDash. Well, no, I think there's only three primary partners that At DoorDash. Go on it. Check the app. You got to update the app. Oh, the app they. <laughs> Hold on a second. No, 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 no. The Bush, Geico, DoorDash, Craftsman, Xfinity Cup. Yeah, Amazing. there you go. <laughs> One of a kind. You're never going to find another cup. That's another there. thing. They they basically, I think they copied soccer with even the fucking sponsorship layout where they just make a set of premier partners that uh, represent it instead of one partner, which... Yeah, like Winston made it cool, right? The NASCAR Winston Cup. I think Nextel sounded cool. Like, I know it was kind of a land, like, yeah, Sprint, phones, whatever, phone service. Remember that I think the Nextel, sub sounded, the Nextel Cup sounded cool, you know? I love it. I'm, I'm actually, I was on eBay the other day looking at uh, buying me a, a Tony Stewart flip phone with that beep beep. They had the Dale Jr., the Jeff Gordon. They had the Mark Martin. They had the, the Tony. Thought about getting them, dude. I, they they actually have working ones on eBay. I'm thinking about getting them. Like like when we go to races, like that's gonna be our our only line of communication. Like cell phones don't work. We're just gonna use the Nextel walkie talkies to push the talk. Yeah, those phones were sick, dude. They had great, dude. See, and that's another thing about having one premier partner. They had great commercial activations with drivers, even like when they were Sprint Nextel. 
We need that. We have no, and I know me and you've talked about this a lot because I, I mean, we could fucking direct commercials like no other, but they, there's no premier sponsor activation on national TV. It's sad, and I hate it. You know, you on that one, man. It's there's a lot of things we could throw in the pot. This, I mean, it's a good, it's a good vent sesh to have, and. And, you know, and that's why I say y'all listening out there, man, y'all get involved. Y'all get these ideas out there. Look, like you, you want to see it. You want to see it go down. You start talking about it on Twitter and magically things start changing. It's crazy how it works. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, uh, I, I know that it's one of those deals where, uh, you know, we, we got to be happy. We got to be happy for what we got, I guess, you know, we could live in a world without it at all. So uh, it's always fun to dream and imagine, though. I think this is like our first time ever just like, no, there's no way it's our first time just like going into a rant like that. <laughs> no, hell no. No, I've probably talked about this before. but we, This is definitely a, a conversation we've had on the bus rides. I'll say that. Oh, like, for sure. Yeah. No, I um about the commercial stuff, too. Like, yeah, maybe I don't know if we brought that up, but it's true. Like, it is true. I mean, you don't see any legitimate good marketing commercials for these drivers anymore like you did when sprint was the activating partner monster was the activating partner for a couple of years you didn't really see anything with them either but some girls yeah, and I, umbrellas dude yeah yeah girls <laughs> and umbrellas dressed in black right um but everything else you know this is the playoffs this format is fun i definitely it's crazy it's it's roulette uh let's just hope you know, we had a good race at Kansas, had a few tire problems that are going to impact the championship. Let's just hope we don't get an abundance of that at one of the greatest racetracks on the schedule uh, coming out this weekend. That's all I care about. No tire problems. That's I think it's time that we we move there. This has been uh, we definitely chatted about it. There's really not much more to say, I think, about Kansas. I mean, the other only things that there really are a couple little dramatic stories and things that happen. I'm going to be covering a good bit of that on the report. So make sure that you're subscribed to the new garage guys, YouTube channel, uh, come by and, uh, and check out the garage guys report. We're going to be. Oh pretty- yeah. Yeah. People are overreacting about chase Elliott for sure. Yeah. Way I, overreacting. I think. That one for the report. Yeah. I, uh, I, that I don't really think like you, you kind of have to create a story out of that one, you know? Just got a little, got got a little, little nudge off pit road. There's really not. No, I mean, we can, if you have an opinion on it, definitely lay it out there. I'm just saying that like, it's nothing more than, uh, you know, competitors competing. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, I think a lot of people in that situation would have done something like that. Not knowing, you know, what, what Chase didn't know was that there was a car that was pushed, that was going to push Larson out there. And, I mean, the only thing I could say maybe is maybe because it was Larson, Chase was, you know, a little more defensive there because he's been, you know, he's been kind of pushed around by by Larson on the track in, in some ways. And it's been a frustrating year. And uh, actually, you know, yeah, I think that's a layer. But I do think if anybody had done that, Chase would have dro- driven back up and done the same thing. Uh, I'd be pissed too, like last pit stop battling for position somebody just doors you out of nowhere you don't you're not sure why um i think it's overreaction though. i think a lot of drivers would have done that same exact thing in that same spot regardless of who ran into them so i think it's just overblown and and that's what's going to happen when it's been a year 
uh, a year to forget for Chase Elliott in the sense of not competing for a championship. But I'm going to tell you one thing to segue into this Bristol deal. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be betting on that nine car this weekend mm. to win. Mm. Mm. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to save really all I have. I, I may, uh, I definitely am going to be stretching out, uh, the, the fun I'm, I'm juicing the hell out of the, uh, the Elliot Larson story for the report. Well, not me, Kip Richards. He's gonna, but, uh, but yeah, it's going to be fun. Go watch that garage guys report, new garage guys, YouTube, you'll find it. Um, as far as what you're talking about betting on Elliot and Bristol, I'm with you a thousand percent. And I think that we got to go back to what we saw here when Chris Buescher won last year, when we were on our fucking edge of our invisible seats that we didn't have because we were standing. Um, when he was in that Hooters car at Bristol and he almost laid it down, that was about to be one of the biggest celebratory nights I feel like that we've ever been a part of. Uh, and it, and it didn't happen. It's okay. Cause I believe that it can, but it is fitting because we're going back to this track. And I, and I will say that it's obviously on the brain, right? Like, you know, like, I don't feel that chase is going to go winless this season. I feel like you can't have like Harvick and Elliot go winless. You know, it's like one or the other, you know? So I'm betting on both of them. I'll put it that way. Like, Ever since the drama that we got, the Subway Hooters beef, uh, before we got to the next gen, you know, um, you know, I uh, I would say that those two guys have been very close in my arsenal, and as well as Kyle Larson, it's 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 a little bit more of a favorites race. You gotta you gotta be careful, except for last year, it was just kind of out of nowhere. So, uh, Brad K is somebody to look at. And, and I guess now is a good time to start looking at these numbers and these odds for the Bass Pro Shops night race at Bristol on Saturday, 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 remember Saturday. Um, so it's going to be good. Should get some, uh, some good viewership as well. Challenging college football. Uh, so that'll be fun to see. That's going to be some telltale numbers, but we're not going to get into those numbers. Let's get into the odds numbers. Uh, so you like Chase Elliott. I know I like Chase Elliott as well. 11 to one on, uh, bet rivers right now, looking at him over on Caesars Sportsbook, Uh, he is at 10 to one. Those are the two books I have pulled up right now. Are there any other books, Dale? That's all I've got. Um, Barstool and DraftKings at this time have not dropped, which is no surprise. That typically is a standard. Ah, I have DraftKings dots. Maybe try a refresh. DraftKings. All right, let's check it out. DK, the ten to one for Elliot though. They, I'm telling you, they just refreshed. Had to have like while we started recording. So this is good. This is good. We got some new odds to chat about now. So we got some DK odds. We'll see what's different there. We're going to check this together. Harvick fourteen to one compared to twelve to one on Bet Rivers and ten to one on Caesars. I like that. Okay, I do too. Well, look, let's just. The thing that's tough about this weekend, we've already preached about the tire uncertainty with the issues we saw in 2022. Um, but but I think what's tough on the betting side of here is you just don't have an accurate sample for for Bristol concrete because we only race here once a year now, which is blasphemy. Yes, 
And this isn't a short track package track. This is a regular package, an intermediate package. So it's an interesting deal when it comes to not having a lot of Gen 7 data when it comes to placing bets. So I think you got to look at the guys that have been really good at Bristol and combine that with guys that have just been good overall, but also look at it as an opportunity for someone else to break through, right? Which is a Chase Elliott, who's been good recently. He's got three three straight top tens, had a lot of top tens and, and a few top fives this year. If he hadn't gotten hurt, he for sure would have made the playoffs. Um, well, I won't say for sure, but I think he would have on points because he's had good he's had good cars, he's had good runs, he's been consistent as of late. And this has been a really good track for him. He finished second last year. He won the all-star race they had here in 2020, battling for the win again back in, I think it was 2020 or 2019 with Brad Kay and Logano, where he uh, sent it into the corner a little too hard, pushed Logano up the track, and then Brad Kay won. That's right. I think that was 2020. So when you look at a lot of the recent – oh, and then 2021, as you said, the famous Harvick race, harvick Elliott beef race – was battling for the win when he cut a tire down. So you look at like the last four or five Bristol concrete races, including that all-star race we had here when the where the with the fucked up numbers in the car. Chase <laughs> Elliott's been one of the oh. best. Yeah, and the 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 glow that we thought was gonna be awesome. And it was just like a little light. It was like a little yeah, sparkler. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Um no, I, I think Chase Elliott's been one of the best Bristol drivers over the past two and a half years. So just that alone, and the fact that there's not a big sample size looking at Bristol, I think bodes well for some of these guys that haven't won to have an opportunity to get in the winners winners cards to get in the uh, to just grab a dub. Chase Elliott's been close; he's done it. He's knocked on the door. I like Chase Elliott eleven to one. I think that's a good bet. I do like Brad Kay as well, man. Brad has been really good here, similarly to Chase over the past two or three years. He, he got that one win in 2020. Uh, probably would have won this race last year if he didn't have a tire problem. Gave it to Chris Buescher. So I just don't like nine to one. I can't believe the books are giving us eight plus 850, nine to one on him. And because of that, I think I'm willing to wait till after practice and qualifying. Um, I think I'm going to wait. I think I'm going to wait. I, I just nine to one's crazy. I don't think you're going to get worse than that. I think nine to one uh, is just a little too expensive for Brad K for me, at least. Uh, and, and some could say the same thing about Chase Elliott. So I think it is worth waiting on these guys. I think it is worth waiting, but the only waiting I'm not taking is Kevin Harvick 14 to one. Cause I just bet that while you were talking. Yeah, <laughs> I now. <laughs> I think I agree. I think 14 to 1 on Harvick. Um uh, especially one thing you can look at. Stuart Haas Racing has qualified has had really strong glimpses uh, of qualifying performance at some of these shorter tracks, right? They can... went to Martinsville earlier this year and qualified Ryan Priest in the pole, all their guys qualified up front. They qualified up front last year here. Almarola and Briscoe were the front row. And then Cole Custer qualified like sixth or seventh, I think. So mm-hmm. got to watch out for the Stuart Haas guys, especially if they qualify well. That could mean Harvick could fall if he practices well. This has been a good Kevin Harvick racetrack. 
and probably should have won this race in 2021. Also had a great shot to win this race last year and they blew it on pit road on the final pit stop. So this is a good Harvick track. I think if, I think I'm, I agree with you. If there's one bet I want to take before we get track time, I, I think that 14 to one Harvick play could, uh, could be in the, be in the cards. Yeah, I just don't see how that line gets any higher based off of his entire history at this place. Um, Another guy that a lot of people are probably going to be talking about that's in the playoffs, I feel like that we have maybe forgotten about a little bit lately because of uh, him not being up there challenging for the lead, is Kyle Busch uh, in the eight car. I know right now on Caesars, Kyle Busch is sitting at nine to one. On DraftKings, he just opened at 12 to 1. And Bet Rivers, you can get him at 11 to 1. So maybe, you know, if you want to roll in that route, I know that it hasn't been the best, I would say, year for Kyle Bush. It's almost, I don't know if I'm alone on this island, but it's almost like Kyle Bush has kind of just faded into this, this corner in a way, like mentally for me. Like you don't. Like either I don't hear him talk about him enough or he's just not. I think maybe it's just because he hasn't been up in the top five consistently and are being the threat that he's always been when he was at Joe Gibbs, um, even though he's he does have some wins this season. So th- this is one of those tracks that he has been masterful at. He ended his time last year in that M&M's car uh, exploding. Just, just exploding uh, frustrations. Everybody had their conspiracy tinfoil hats on about about Toyota was just driving them out. They were like, "We're done with you. We're just gonna make your car stop." The crazy conspiracies, um, and and so I don't I don't know if I'm ready to forget about it. It's just that, like you said, we have such a small sample size. You know, we'd have to go back and judge things based off of. Really, the only thing we have to judge things off of is his driver performance and the performance of RCR here last season. Um, if you want to factor that in somehow, so it's uh, it, it's definitely going to be one of those things. I feel like people are going to be talking about, people are going to be wondering about. Um, but I, I don't know. I just don't know if uh, if if he'll be able to be that um, that guy. If he'll be able to be that guy in this moment. How do you feel about Kyle Busch? Well, the good thing is they they've struggled really bad with the short track package, and they're they're we're not running that this weekend. So I think that bodes well. Um, yeah, what I've seen, you know, Kyle Busch, he tweeted like a few weeks ago something like I just don't know anymore, and then he like quote tweeted again this weekend, like I don't know what he said, like retweet or something. Yeah, mentally, it's I don't know if he's just playing possum. I get this feeling that he's kind of playing possum with us. I I could be wrong, but even after everything bad that happened last week at Kansas, you know, leading up to the race, he's looking okay in the playoff picture. He's he's got a big cushion. Um, so sometimes these playoffs, honestly, every time, they're about survival, and I think uh. I think Kyle Busch is in a good spot in the championship. If he just survives, you know, he'll he'll be okay. I mean, he got a top 10 last week when uh, the, the weekend looked pretty grim starting out. But I don't know. I don't know. 
and that that's that's the theme here is we don't know what we're going to see this weekend because we don't have a big sample size because we're worried about Goodyear bringing us uh our you know in my opinion bringing a shit tire but er- everybody else's opinion is well the teams needed don't fuck you know go too high on the air pressures or or too low on the air pressures yeah you know so I, there's just so much uncertainty with what could happen i'll tell you one thing my bold i don't i wouldn't call it a bold prediction i think if there are if there isn't an abundance of flat tires and you don't see that kind of element play in this weekend i think this race will be won by christopher bell or chase elliott that's my i mean boom just lay it out there feel it out i think your winner this weekend under slightly i mean fucking half normal circumstances i think your winner this weekend is christopher bell or chase elliott when when did the the this faith be renewed in you and his pit crew and adam c because like i i bet him to win at kansas and kind of like what we talked about last week just slower stops uh you know really getting to play that out because i haven't bet on bell a lot so i did you know it was it was badass that we got pole you know that was cool uh you know he came through there but looking at the actual race like i i paid a lot more attention to him obviously and, and i kind of see what you mean it's like he get he had that he had that the stops really kind of pulled him out of it uh because he was up there dude he was running and he would have i think that that car would have been able to hold up up there in that clean air challenging with like larson things like well that. i mean after after stage one he just wasn't as much of a factor and I just won't bet on Bell at these mile and a halfs because it seems like out of the Toyota fleet, Toyota camp, C. Bell has not had as much speed on the mile and a halfs as Denny Hamlin, Truex, Reddick, or Bubba. Uh, They've been okay. I mean, they got a top 10. They led some laps, but um, they just have not had the long run speed that everybody else in the Toyota camp has. And something we talked about, I don't know if it was last week or not, but Look at all the racetracks Christopher Bell has won at in the Cup Series. Has not won at a mile and a half. He's won at a road course. He's won at dirt. He's won at a short track. Has not won at a mile and a half. And I think speed is the issue. So, uh, yeah, I mean, pole is one thing. But, yeah, for the race, I think the speed has not been there at the mile and a half. But when you look at what he did in this race last year, once again, another guy. If he didn't have the tire problem before Brad Kay had the tire problem, Christopher Bell probably wins this race in 2022. And he did win the dirt race. Doesn't mean anything. It might mean something for confidence, you know, and that's about it. But I like C-Bell. I like C-Bell a lot. I I think I'm willing to wait once again because I I don't think these odds are going to get less favorable um, for most of the guys that we're talking about. The one thing that... I guess could the shift is going to happen if something like team Penske comes out and qualifies first and second, right? You know, looking at a Logano and a Blaney trending around 16 to one, 18 to one ish, they come out and qualify really well. You're going to see some big line movement. And honestly, that would help us considering the guys we've talked about. If Joe Gibbs, if Toyota comes out here, lights it, I mean, just knocks it out, lights it up and qualifying. You're going to see some odd shifting. That's going to help us uh, with the guys that we've talked about, except for Christopher Bell, if he's up in that conversation. So 
other than those scenarios where you have a specific team that just knocks it out in qualifying collectively, which I don't think will happen because it's an uncertain weekend, uh, I don't think you're going to see a lot of crazy line movement. So I, I'm willing to wait on most of these, and that's where I'm going to end it. Other than I will bride Kevin Harvick before we get to practice and qualifying. And Caesars, I want to get your thoughts on this. They have a head-to-head qualifying matchup, something we have never seen before. I think that's that's kind of unique, kind of cool. Okay. So we – wow. Wow. Okay, I think I saw Greg talk about this on Twitter, but I, I, I didn't really read what it was. I just saw the matchup, so I'm thinking – Cause like, and it makes a lot more sense now. Cause his tweet was in reference to like, I'm not sure how to handicap this. And, um, and I was like, okay, I was looking at the odds and I'm like, well, I don't really, under, I don't really get it, but now I get it. So that being said, uh, this is cool. And Caesar's really showing, you know, flexing the muscle at being the most innovative uh, NASCAR sports book this season, I feel with, uh, with, with being able to have just a plethora of, of options. The only thing they need now is pit crew athletes and big shout out to chase Briscoe's team fastest in NASCAR history, 8.6 or 8.4 seconds. 8.45. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that is cool. That is really cool. I think it's going to get, I wonder where the cap is, you know, I don't know where the, the cap is on this. Which is really interesting. 29 drones are helping. Okay. We, we go down to the four second territory. Drones are involved. That's no, that's fuck that. That sounds awful. All, all man needs to be all man, baby. This drone is back. Choose drone. There, he's coming. Um, but yeah, I, I love this. So do you want my thoughts just in general? On this thing, uh, it, I, I guess I would say that it's it's innovative, it's different, and it's going to uh, allow people to lose more money uh, than than they probably want to. That is correct. Yep. Because qualifying, uh, I agree. Still for suckers and jumps. That's well, and look, <laughs> it's the perfect track to do this at because of what we've been talking about. There's, it's yeah. very uncertain who ha- who's going to have speed and who isn't. So mm. it's the perfect track to unveil something like this. The only one I, I, I think, um, actually, no, see, that's the thing. I, I'm going back and forth on this. It's, <laughs> it's Harvick versus Logano, Hez versus Elliott, Byron versus Reddick, Truex versus Blaney. I'm just going to pick, oh, I'm sorry. And then Hamlin versus Larson. I'm going to take Larson over Hamlin. I actually really like that one. Yeah. I'm going to take Blaney over, or, or Blaney over Truex. I'm going to take, Byron over Reddick. I'm going to take Chase over Brad. And I'm going to take Logano over Harvick. There you go. I'm not betting on any of these. But if I gave you five, fuck it. Maybe I'll just parlay those. Honestly, I'm kind of talking myself into it. What That's are you just talking about? I was going to say. like More, more money lost? Yeah. Keep it low. You know, you know what? Maybe I'll change my... Ooh, Elliot Brad is interesting. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah. the one I think that's tough. I, th- I feel like both those guys could qualify on the poll. You put yourself in a pretzel staring at those. I was just going to say, yeah, I'll go the complete opposite of you and parlay it. Now everyone has a, a, enough data out there. <laughs> yeah, now you got both sides. Yeah, there you go. Take, take them both. 
Yeah, I may. I, I'm going to be honest, dude. It's their first time doing it. I feel like it's almost rude not to bet on it whenever it's <laughs> offered. <laughs> you gotta, you got to take your go at it. So. I love how the, the conversation opens with, it's another way to lose money. And then in, in two minutes, we talked ourselves into betting on this for no reason other than just being stupid. That's who we are. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. No, I uh, I'm probably I'm probably gonna dabble. Yeah, I'm gonna have me a parlay on that. Parlay. Yeah, I've, I've somehow developed confidence in the last thirty seconds on this five leg parlay. Tons. <laughs> we have it all. I love it. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'll we'll we'll mess around with it for sure. I was gonna say too, uh, you know, talking about Denny Hamlin, seeing him there now, that interests me, right? Like Denny hasn't won here in the next gen era, obviously. Uh, last win came here in August of 2019 when we were in the Gen 6 car. Finished ninth. That was uh, a Matty D race. Yeah, he started. Uh, he started fourth in uh, in this race last year. I honestly like I, it, at plus 750, pretty much across the board right now. Um, I, for some reason, that just kind of intrigues me, Denny. I've never bet on Denny at Bristol. This will be I remember one year you had him and I think he he got involved in some bullshit, hit the wall. Uh, that was maybe. Yeah, I think that was two years ago. And so I don't know, like thinking about it now. I mean, we've had Larson. We've had Reddick win in this round. Narrative wise, storybook wise, for some reason, he's making sense to me in my head right now and i can't really give an exact reason that's just more of the uh opening up the universal antenna yeah i don't even know what the narrative could be who does have an you know who does have a narrative truex bass pro night race yeah that's probably on the car big one dude and he is uh what not good at bristol no not at all he's 15 to 1 on bet rivers i'm trying to see how long he goes 14 to 1 uh so bet rivers obviously would be the way to go uh, right now, I would think. I don't really know what he is on Caesars. Uh, I've got these uh, this parlay I'm about to make with this qualifying. 13 to 1. Um, 13. So, yeah, Bet Rivers is the way to go there. I mean, dude, what better of an opportunity to show up and show out, dude? Like, he 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 has it. And if and, and so, if, like, if you have faith in the program, I would say this is to the listener. If you have faith in the program, the MTJ James Small Connection, um, you know, I, I love his shit talk. I love James Small and, and Martin, how they can do that back and forth. If you have faith that Martin can adapt uh, within a week and come here for Bass Pro Shop and win the Bass Pro Shop's night race, uh, what, what a comeback story that would be going from last week to this week and a career story as well. I feel like if Martin Trex Jr. wins at Bristol this weekend, he'll win the championship, guaranteed. Yeah, that'd be big. Uh, that'd be a big, that'd be a big statement made mm-hmm. on Truex. I, I just have, I have a bad gut feeling about him after what happened last week. Usually, when you, when you get in a hole in this playoff format, it's you don't. There's not a lot of guys that just break through. It, it, there have been some clutch moments, but when you get in a hole this early, it just, it's just bad juju. I'll give one more bet out that I like. We talked about him earlier. It's, you know, they, they've been, for the most part, bringing potatoes to the racetrack every year because Team Chevy hates them. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
some speed uh, out of these guys the last couple of weeks. I'm thinking about taking Eric Jones 66 to one uh, outright bet. You know, he came out and won Darlington last year, had a shot to win last week, was good at Darlington a couple weeks ago. I like the momentum. Uh, historically, this has been a pretty good track for Eric Jones. Uncertainties ahead. We don't know who's going to be, you know, the guy to beat. Maybe an Eric Jones, if, if we get the chaos of tire problems and and the uncertainty that we've talked about 8 billion times on this podcast, I think an Eric Jones guy could be in play here. And, and uh, not just from circumstance, but from having good race cars. So I like Eric Jones. I think that's where I'm going to leave it at. Um, final bet. I think that is something I, I might lock in with Harvick before this weekend. I think that could be worth a penny. Yeah. Yeah, look in here. I mean, a lot can change between last year and this year. So, I'm uh, I, I, he's got the momentum right now. I will say that. Uh, so I don't think it's that bad at all to look at that. So, those are just some of the odds uh, that that we have now at this very moment in time. We're gonna have plenty more. So make sure that you are following us on Action Network. You can keep up with our bets every day of your life you can see what we are betting on monday through uh sunday almost said friday it's not business hours it's weekends too uh you know this is this is a marathon not a sprint so we're in it for the long haul you can keep up and track there uh those links are in our bios pasted around social media uh, not hard to find if you can't find it and you are a listener of this program find us on social media I'm at Garage Guy Chase. He is at Dale Tanhart. Collectively at Garage Guys FS on Twitter and Garage Guys Racing everywhere else. Just put that in and be like, yo, I need that action link for y'all. And I will send it to you. I will send you both of our action links. Uh, Dale will as well. So we, we are here to take care of you. The Discord is free. I, I say it all the time. That The Discord's got everything you need. So the Discord's free. Never forget. And, uh, and we're going to have more bets. I've already logged the Kevin Harvick one. That is one that I've already shot at today. Uh, and we're, we're going to be dabbling a lot more as the week goes on and unfolds. Excited for Bristol. Uh, wish so badly that we could be there this weekend. Uh, but we will be back. This is an, a great race. And if you're a listener and you're going this weekend, I hope that you enjoy it. Take pictures. Tag us. You know, let let us see the fun that the Garage fam's having out there uh, this weekend. We want to see it for sure. But uh, that's going to do it for this edition of the Garage Guys NASCAR podcast. Uh, hope you've enjoyed it. Don't miss the report on the new Garage Guys YouTube. Don't miss Dale Center this week on the Garage Guys betting YouTube. And uh, if you want to catch the premiere of the report Tuesday, which is tonight if you're listening to this when this podcast drops, Playback.tv slash Garage Guys is where you're going to be able to watch that live as it's me unfolding it, sharing my screen to the playback. And you can get involved in the chat there. So, uh, yeah, lots to look forward to. Good stuff coming up. Garage Guys NASCAR podcast. We out.